Welcome to Beholder's Eye. My name is Alex, and I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. The Great Isle is in a time of turmoil. Murat Hall raids the countryside. The Grand Abbot has called a conclave to regulate the use of magic. Emperor Simon of Crux and Queen Alanya of Thelmer, once enemies, are now betrothed. The zealous Red Hand terrorize all who oppose their doctrine. Only one group can make things more explosive. The magical miscreants are... Rosie Hanna Iron Cold Lee Green Roblox Bluebeard, a.k.a. Rosie. I'm a gnome artificer bard. Garen Kelso, High Elf Bladesinger. Mole Urzog, Orc Forge Cleric of St. Allegis. Cal Thornbreach, Satyr Bard of Eloquence. All right, who wants to let us know what happened last episode? I can't do that. Uh, the group split up, and we had Rosie, APU, Garen go and meet Lynn, and Mole and Cal are off on their own adventure. We haven't heard from them in a while, uh, but uh, the the three of Rosie, APU, and Garen went and met Lynn somewhere along the way to the Emperor's Palace and uh, had a conversation about what their goals were, and... Lynn was there basically to get as much information about the Emperor as they could, so they could uh, potentially replace them later. And then we were on our way, and we got to the uh, Emperor's Palace and were led to the war room, question mark, uh, where mm -hmm. there were maps of the war that's going on, on the um, in the Western Wildlands. And then uh, we met a Bishop Aquino, who had some really messed up eyebrows <laughs> on purpose, apparently, but he was very excited to see APU because it was one of the uh, Warforged that he had never met before because they've been apparently utilizing essentially the bodies of Warforged, shoving souls into them to reanimate them and turning them into soldiers for uh the Crucian Empire. And apparently, that makes Bishop Aquino a little uncomfortable. So now he's trying to figure out how to do it without taking human souls and still reanimating dead corpses. So that's a problem. Uh, but anyway, then we went... Uh, oh, and we learned that they believe that the Warforged come from the mountains and that potentially they were their own society. And there was a breastplate of some form that said, from the path of Indenaya you came. And they don't know what Indenaya is, so they're guessing the mountains. Um, but otherwise, the uh, Emperor met with us, got the gifts. We uh, made sure that there's going to be another meeting for Rosie and the Emperor to get together and talk about all of the things. And then we basically left without much incident so yeah we're gonna go yep. to the bathroom yeah and um so yeah we can we can pick up right there so rosie can um do what she needs to do um and i don't mean going to the bathroom but um <laughs> i'm assuming you're going to be continuing doing some sort of investigation yes as i am walked to wherever this bathroom is i'm noting this war room location um if i can figure out anything else for the rooms around the war room 
and like where the emperor primarily would be if I can. It's kind of what I'm looking for. Okay, um, go ahead. Give me an investigation roll. And of course, any guards and things too. Um, but that's a 16 for the investigation. 16. Okay, so what what you've gathered, I mean, you've counted <clears throat> close to 20 guards, um, at least on the uh, on this floor. You're they're not taking you to any different floor. You're still um, are they within human or warforged? These are human guards. You've got royal royal guards here who are in or the not royal. just human. Sorry, I'm being racist. How terrible! Way to yeah, way to go, man. You're Flesh like or metal. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I almost said humanoid, but that doesn't work either, does it? Yeah, they're um, fleshy humanoids um, all throughout uh, the royal guard there. Um, you notice that a lot of the area, and you notice that's coming in as well, is sort of like open open space. There's a lot of like little areas. The Great Hall has like areas where people, courtiers and things seem to congregate, but there aren't necessarily rooms. The war room was an exception to that. And you notice there are some other rooms uh, with a 16 off. Uh, it's a stairway that's kind of off to the back of where the throne is. So if the throne's at the end of the room, there's a wall back there. And then there's a stairway back um, that seems to go up. You imagine, and from what you're guessing and your other knowledge, that this would probably lead to either the emperor's chambers or his quarters in some way. Um, you know, what's beyond that, you're not sure. But that would be where the emperor would go. Um, and I assume there's guards heavily around that area as well. Yeah, yeah, that is guarded as well. Okay. Two of the 20 guards stand on either side of the, the stairwell. Okay. Um, the guard leads you to the uh, communal bathroom. It says, uh, it's right over there. The sponge is hanging on the wall. Thanks. Um, communal bathroom. So, like, is this also open floor pan? Or am I just peeing in a hole in the floor? Or? Yeah, think of it. It's like a Roman style bath. Um, okay. Bathroom. So, not a lot of privacy. No. Okay. Um, in comparison to where the stairs go up to the emperor's chamber, where is this bathroom? This is diagonal opposite direction of the. Okay. Of it. This is toward the front, of the so that place. way okay. the, the, the poopy smell doesn't waft up to the emperor. Understandable. <laughs> I don't want poopy smell in my bedroom. Um, uh, how does this ceiling look? Is it solid stone like the rest of it, or is there yep. vents or anything in here to like make the poopy smell less? <clears throat> um, no, the the room itself is. Um, Okay, so the, the, there is a st solid stone ceiling. There are uh, windows in the, that are high up and okay. small, clearly. Sort of like the brick-sized vents along the top of the Okay, top of the so we're, we're talking like not even a, a small person could fit through. It's tiny, tiny. Right. But somebody with polymorph probably could. Sure. Okay, and have I noticed any other windows throughout? Yeah, there are windows all throughout the the, the great hall on either okay. side. Um, um, fireplaces, warming areas, kind of stuff. Like, are there any vents going up that I would notice? Are yeah, there, there are. There are six fireplaces. Okay. 
throughout the area. They're not burning right now just because of the time of year. Um, okay. But they're, yeah, there are six fireplaces, three on each side of the Great Hall. Okay. Uh, what other entry points can I think of? Okay. Oh, um, I'm not going to be able to tell if there's any way that this... I'm wondering how the Emperor gets from his castle to the other location without... I'm assuming without notice, because I don't think he wants people to know where he's going. So do I have any indication of a portal room or anything of that sort? If there was anything like that, it'd probably be up those stairs and you don't have any access to it. Okay. I can't think of anything else I want to look for as far as trying to break back in, so... All right, is there anything else this... um this group wants to do before we cut over to the mole and um, I, I think actual Lynn, Osborne Lynn has as much information about them as they're going to get right now um, I <clears throat> I want to again contact Ohava okay so just for clarification I yes. found this I found this information with a setup meeting with the Emperor in his war room. So it could have been a ruse, but just bear that in mind. Okay. Thank you. That's very good to know. You bet. (coughs) We are making our way through Pinewall, by the way. Um, We should be there within a couple weeks. We're we're definitely taking our time. How is it going? How are the people responding? At first, very suspicious, but we're handing out food, we're giving shelter out, um, tents and things like that, especially along the path here. So we're doing, the, the queen's doing a good job of ingratiating herself uh, with these people, especially the refugees. Have you come in contact with the Inquisitors? Um, we haven't come in contact with them yet. We're aware that they're, they're, they will be, especially as we uh, move a little bit further east, we know they're going to be coming out. Um, we shouldn't have a problem with them. Is there something, as far as we know, is there something that we should keep in mind? No, I was just curious because they seem to have their own laws and just want to make sure. Yeah, that is something that we're aware of. They're somewhat rogue, so we're going to make sure to keep our guard up here. But thank you. Yeah, that's, that's good to know. We'll make sure to keep our guard up a little bit more than than we thought even initially. Um, Like I said, we're not supposed to have any issues with them, but if they are, you know, playing their own tune, then uh, we'll need to be aware of that. Indeed. And I did give the package to the Emperor himself. So, and told him not to open it. We'll see what he does. Perfect. Okay. Okay. We'll see. I think um, it could, yeah. We'll see. Um, is there anything else that uh, you need or anything else you can let us know? I cannot think of anything at this moment. Okay. Good work, Aaron. Really appreciate that. Um, I tell you what, uh, and, and you guys are good on, on supplies and everything? As far as I know, we haven't had a problem. Okay. Um, if there is anything that comes up, go ahead and um, 
you're gonna uh, want to go on on down to the uh, docks area, which is down in the downs, and you're gonna want to ask for the shipping master down there, Anna McCarty. Anna McCarty. Yeah. Anna McCarty. She's a she's a goblin. She's she she doesn't work for us directly, but she's an ally. I said goblin. She's an orc. Oh. Very well. I suppose I should let you know, we have met up with uh, your agent, Lin. Oh, really? And he's helping us do some reconnaissance as well. Okay. Apparently, yes. Yeah, they're, um, they're a valuable asset. That, that's good. You're, you're working together. That's good to hear. Just don't, don't get killed together. I will do my best. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> you hang up. Um, is there anything anything else you guys want to do? All right. We'll cut over to Mole and Cal. So, Cal, are you, are you going out as William Osborne the Third, or that is the cover he is currently using? So he will okay. still be using William. He doesn't know Lynn's changed into a poor imitation. <laughs> <laughs> fair very fair alright <clears throat> you all make your way to the uh, dorms where um, the Order of St. Castellana is staying um, you know you're making your way close to it whenever you start seeing people with uh, rainbow colored robes um, and you are greeted by a, uh, a, a paladin standing outside of a room says what can I do for you? Um, I am Bishop Mole Erzgog and I am looking to speak with the Archbishop. Um, and you would know the Archbishop's name is Lance Warren. Um, he is a human. With Archbishop oh. Lance Warren. Interesting. Let me check. I think you may be on a, a list. And so he goes into the chamber. Um, a list comes of back out. person access it. Yeah, <laughs> um, <clears throat> he goes into a chamber and returns a few minutes later, or a few moments later. Says, "All right, you may enter." Thank you. Thank you very much. So you guys go into the cell here, and what you see is a very plain cell, uh, keeping in line with uh, St. Castellana. They are one of the... They're known as... Um, in, a, in addition to being known for their like rainbow colors, they're also known as one of those who really take a vow, a vow of poverty fairly seriously, even though they have a strong paladin uh, arm. Um, very much into law and order and also making sure that uh, any money that they receive on their ventures actually goes to the you know the poor and downtrodden they don't keep it for themselves so this is a uh, cell that actually doesn't look much different than just the average cell you see in any dormitory he's sitting at a desk um, yeah just a plain table uh, an older, older human says, Welcome, I've heard 
I've heard you've been asking around, young bishop. What can we do for you? Um, well, I am here looking to see if we may discuss the upcoming conclave and um, see if our if our wills are aligned or how we can get them within alignment. Well, that is something uh, obviously we could speak about. Um, there is a level of there is a level of corruption within the church that we are not fans of, of course. Um, though I, I must ask, who is your your friend? Uh, My name is William. I am just an interested party party in the um, church's decision on the use of magic. My my beliefs fall in line with uh, Bishop Mole here. Well, I, I do need to ask, of course. Um, you've both been seen, though I, I, it's good to meet you and I didn't know your name previously, Mr. Osborne. Um, you've both been seen fraternizing with the Red Hand, which I would like to hear your reasoning behind such actions. Uh, that is very simple. Um, you know me. You know my order. I am wishing to reforge them. Interesting. So you, you see some possibility with them? Um, some. A small hint. There is, there is a, a willingness there that I was not expecting. Um, though, if I'm being honest, I know I cannot trust them completely to, to, to go forward as I all, as we all hope they wish, that they would, you know, um, but, but there is, there is definitely, there is hope there. There is, there is something to be said for them. Hmm. Yes, we've heard that this Morla is being um she's different than many of the red hand out out west and uh from what i've heard from our paladins out uh, around Ethelweir, um she's what they're calling a white hand apparently they're already splitting and um subdividing within their own group fearing that her ways are maybe too passive so it's something to keep in mind, even if you are to reforge her, as you say. How much, how much are you going to have her people behind her? Well, that that is information I did not have before. Um, as as you know, uh, I even if it is in a little way with a small amount of their people, um, movement forward and. And reforging of any kind is is well welcome within within my my order. So knowing that there is hope even for just them um, is enough for me to think that it is valuable. It, it's better to have a voice internally inside their organization to try and unify them than a solely external force, which would meet more resistance. 
I can see that. I can see that. Well, I've taken the meeting with you, and I've let my guards know that you were somewhat of interest. Um, I wasn't necessarily expecting you so soon, so... What is your pitch, young bishop? Um, well, I'll, I'll be honest, and you are all straightforward people here. Um, my, my pitch is that I, I do not believe that we should have as strong control over all. I believe that people should be shepherded and that uh, ones should be uh, guided by our ways. And I also believe that the, the conclave should have a new head. Um, I find that there is great, great corruption behind, um, uh, what, what, what's the church of life again? Uh, St. Peregrine. Peregrine. Um, that currently there is great corruption behind our brothers in Peregrine. Um, they have become greedy and only want control within our organization. And I feel we should, we should change that and move forward for the, the greater of all who serve theirs. Yes, I, I knew Melfast when he was a young man, young, uh, a young bishop. He, he was one who was uh, truly devoted to the message of, of Theos at the time. But of course, power can corrupt, as we know. Um, yes, I'm. Interested to hear your proposition, though. Um, as of right now, there are some concerns we have. We feel that those of us in the Order of St. Castellana are not necessarily heard as much. We are in the outer councils. Uh, if we were to, say, be in... Under this new guidance, part of the inner three council, one of the three strongest voices heard, those advising the Grand Abbot, maybe that's something to consider. Um, and then we, we do have a problem right now with the distribution of wealth. As it comes in, almost all of it goes to the church directly. And... Um, projects that seem to make a profit as opposed to actually do any good for the people. So ideally under a new leadership we would see not only the Church of the Order of St. Castellana having some more more influence on whoever this new Grand Abbot might be, but we'd be looking for at least a 10% increase in direct direct monies being paid to the people. As you well know, um, the Church of St. Eligius has no issue with this. Um, we are here to build up 
all peoples. Um, if it if it means improving someone, then I would give all that I have. Um, go ahead, give me a persuasion roll. Sure. Um, persuasion. So just for my knowledge, because I'm not great with church parts again. Is this a big <sighs> part of the church? Like, Only seventeen. Not not fantastic. Um, say that again, Ryan. So uh, my knowledge of the church isn't great. So mm-hmm. is it, would this be a considerable part of the church? So obviously they're wanting to be one of the big three. Um, they are. There's a number of them, but they don't have a lot of power. Um, they have because paladins. They, don't, they have paladins, and so they've got force, but they don't have a lot of like boots on the ground force. They don't have a lot of political power. Um, they are one of the. They are the poorest of all the orders because they do. They're a little bit more, um, just like directly money to hand um, to those that are helping out. So. They so typically they're one of the better parts, so they're, they're good. They try and help actually help people and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. They're they're trying to do the right thing, but that means they don't have a lot of power within the actual church as a political organization. I was just making sure that if there was any points that Cal would start arguing with the guy, but no, that all seems like what Cal would want the church to change towards. They're one of, at least from Mole's perspective, one of the ones that's probably most closely aligned with us, um, and with Saint Eligius in general. Like, like we kind of go about the same sort of thing, just in mm. in different ways, you know. Um, Mole has like currently like fifty dollars to his name, so <laughs> there's they're they're not. They're 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 very very similar, right? Um, all right, and you rolled a seventeen on that, okay? Seventeen, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, Archbishop Warren kind of slowly nods his head. Well, I am very familiar with your order. And you seem to be a person of uh, genuine devotion to Theos. Yes, most certainly. Um, It is my life. Then, if the time were to come and we have an understanding, and I want to make sure that we do have this understanding, uh, St. Castellana will find itself in the the Council of Three, is that correct? Um, yes, of course. Um, but I, I, I say this to you, even despite that, um, in, in a, a, a church that is shepherded by Saint Eligius, all have place at the table. Of course. Um, Yes, but we must be reforged by those as well as the reforgers. And I would love to have your input on the Council of Three. Okay. Just want to make sure that we are not under the guidance of some of our more extreme elements. 
in what you're saying. I I do not wish to be. Who is of your greatest concern, my brother? Well, obviously, if we're going to make the Order of St. Peregrine an equal among us again, they would be one. And then those who put their own righteousness before the actual good of the people, those in the Order of St. Miriam comes to mind. Yes, it does. Um, is this going to be a good move or a bad move? It's going to be a move. Let's just do it. Um, yes. Yes, it, it is of concern. Um, I will be honest with you. I have already been approached by the Order of St. Mary. Um, they are also wishing alignment. But I... I do not... I do not know if their way forward is is good. They would like me to try to destroy the Red Hand with great haste here in the city as a show of, of faith to, to them. And I do not feel that this is in alignment with myself. Um, I find, though, that not siding with them would cause great enemies between us and I would need friends in in that um with Saint Castellana behind us we would be able to rebuff whatever they do as long as they are not as long as as our brothers and sisters with Saint Miriam are among the equals and not among the council of three the greatest among equals, then we have no problem with that. We do need all orders to be in alignment. Yes. I find no problem with this. With that, he holds out, he stands up and holds out his hand. When the day comes, you will have our support. Mole will shake their hand. Uh, yeah, um, and you will have mine, brother. Thank you. Be careful with the red hand. They are a precarious bunch. Yes. Um, misguided, but I find maybe, maybe there may be something, at least with some of them. Yeah, we, we hope and pray so. Cool. And then, cool. He's uh, <laughs> He says his farewells, and are you guys all going to meet back up in the mystic, the mansion, whatever it's called, that I can't even remember? Magnificent. Yeah. Magnificent. Magnificent. It's, yeah, not not a hard word. I just can't remember it. Uh, the Magnificent Mansion. Uh, it okay. Be- it begins with M, and you struggle with them sometimes. I do. You're right. That's <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. I'm, I'm quite frankly impressed that you've kept mole in your mind the whole time. Like, good job. One syllable, so. It that helps, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that helps. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll all meet up. That sounds good to me. 
On our way out of the castle, was I meeting with somebody to set a date for the other thing? Or was that just like an implied, we'll get it set up sometime? Hand wave? Whatever. Yeah, it was definitely a hand wave. Um, I didn't think to ask about that until now. Yeah, it, it was Sorry. definitely sort of a, a hand wave. Um, you know, nicety. Like... You know, when you haven't talked to somebody in a long time, you're like, we should get together, but neither one of you mean it. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So so I would not actually expect this to be a thing. Cool. Yeah. No. Okay. It's all right. We can take our own tour anytime we want. It's true. Very true. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll need to, to be able to do more, um, or at least Lynn will. We'll go over there at some point because they'll they'll need more info on the emperor. Uh, yeah, and Lynn can just like bamf into invisibility and walk around if they want. Yep, yep. They have that. Okay. So you all are back in the magnificent mansion. Well, how did it go with the? Uh... Whatever bishop that was. Castellana? Yes. Um, Castellana seems far more in alignment with us than than the others. Um, Excellent. What is that? We have four? Four on our side now? Yes. Does does Lynn stay in William form when he meets up <laughs> with everyone, including Cal? Uh-huh. And you walk in, and Lynn's already there in your house, <laughs> looking like you. And then it's pointing Spider-Man. <laughs> um, Identity theft is a serious crime. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Lynn's like, hello, how may I help you? Stop it. What, what, what do you mean, stop it? My name is William Michael Osborne, and I'm here to sell tea to this great <laughs> empire. Let me just reread the ability of Magnificent Mansion. Can I just eject someone? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's on the cast, unfortunately. <laughs> Lynn looks very... Uh, Lynn, fucking fuck's sake. <laughs> Cal, who's now in his actual Cal form, as he does in the Magnificent Mansion, you've not seen him look pissed off before. He looks insanely <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> and Lynn will kind of do a little bit of a twirl as, as William, and as they're turning right back around, you'll see that they're themselves again. As that or interaction is happening, I turn to one of the servants and go... Can I get some popcorn? <laughs> and they say, hey, "It's o it's okay, bud. You know, no need to be so down. I'm just just playing a part." Why 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 don't you have a look at this statue I have? <laughs> and I'll ask if he wants to hold the uh, magic nook. Yeah, Lynn, in the back Lynn will just grab it. That yeah <laughs> zero. Why? What's this? And right then you hear an explosive pop as the popcorn starts popping in the kitchen. I can't remember the uh, save and throw it required. Wisdom was it wisdom? wisdom save? Yeah, it was a oh, wisdom. But like a lot wisdom. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it's not easy. Gr great, great. That's um, Lynn's so good at this. Um, it's gonna be fantastic. Six. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me a second here. Let me pull up. Hey, we get to, to learn what this does as well. It's another story. It might be if internal. It if it does go nuclear, we are in a small pocket dimension. Um, Were you saying I, that was a good thing or a bad thing? Well, we don't destroy the rest of the world. <laughs> we just, you know, we have to... <laughs> we just die. <laughs> right, you, you know, uh... Destabilize the dimension we get kicked out. Sorry. So, Len, you, you find that, um... Would you roll again a six? <laughs> six? That's really bad. Um, <laughs> they're worse than save. <laughs> okay. Len, you suddenly are, are teleported. Everybody else just sees Len standing there. Len is, you know, mentally, spiritually teleported to essentially another plane. Um, you see a path before you that leads into a darker than dark black spot, like at the end of the uh, end of the road. Um, and around you is just like a miasma of different shapes and colors um, that all have almost a haunting effect. Um, it, it seems it's not like uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey colorful. It's more, um, you know, HP uh, Lovecraft, um, uh, a miasma of flesh and um, pain all around you. And at the end of the, from the end of that that darkness surrounded by this pain you hear a, a voice in your head that it's it's the voice of your mother and you know that and she is singing a song to you that's a lullaby that that she never well, first of all, Lynn's, Lynn's parents, did Lynn know his mother or their mother? Uh, yes, but, like, not for very long. They've been on their own for, like, a considerable period of time. Um, yeah. And so what you hear, it's it's not just your mother, though you know it's truly your mother. Um, it's, it's your mother as you always wanted her to be. Um, you feel warm and, and comforting and even with all the pain around you you know that there is a warm embrace of emotional salvation just at the end of that tunnel um, and it draws you toward it um, delightful that's that's exactly what Lynn wants um, actually it's kind of exactly what Lynn wants so yeah <laughs> um Everyone around, um, Len is just standing there, um, holding the statue, staring off, and their eyes start to darken. The sclera, the white, whites of their eyes just start to vanish slowly as they're consumed by a darkness. And I think with that as well, you see, like all of the color drain from Lynn 
and um their face becomes like featureless basically like their nose dissolves away and they look like this kind of just gray amorphous almost like somebody made out of clay um yeah with just like very nondescript features all over the place and they stay on their kind of limp. The only thing is they have a death grip on the statue. Like, to the point that the robes of the goddess are digging into their palm, and you see blood start to come out. I'm trying to remember what Rosie knows about the statue. It's never been explained. Uh, I, found, I found it in the library. We know nothing about what it does or what it signifies, okay. pretty much. This is my way of finding out. I've been randomly doing <laughs> people and seeing what happens very scientific mm. scientific approach i don't know if this will work but i'm gonna cast an anti-magic field directly on the statue oh on the statue or well yeah i mean i guess lynn because he's holding the statue so um pull that up <laughs> garen does not want to explode or anything so um that's a lot to read all right uh 10-foot radius, invisible sphere, anti-magic. Uh, the area is divorced from magical energy that suffuses the multiverse within the sphere. Spells can't be cast, summon creatures disappear, and even magic items become mun- become mundane. Until the spell ends, the sphere moves with you, centered on you. Oh, it's on me. That's fine. Um, so, spell. what does that do, do to the magical mansion, or magnificent mansion? It's a magical dimension, so you would we're not I think it's completely down to you because it's a spell that opens my. It opens the... the portal, but is the inside the portal? I'm just, I'm technically magic. Right. Yeah. As well, just so we can have that. because <coughs> so, it's a place, though, right? You conjure an extra extra dimensional dwelling and reigns that lasts for the duration. So I conjure it into existence. You choose and where it is. Extra dimensional. It's right. It's yeah, not a, it's a magical... place that exists. So. Yeah. Okay. It's like my okay. like a familiar that they're there by magic, but they, they not sustained by out. magic, yeah. right? Okay, all right. So you're you're still there within the, the magical uh, or magnificent mansion, um, and so you cast that on him, Lynn. You're back to the magnificent mansion. You drop the statue um, on the ground. You know, blood is coming from your palm. You have um, an overwhelming, well, yeah, I mean, you'd still have it. You, you, you have a sense of loss over you right now. Like, it's, it's just purely emotional. Um, sense of loss, and it is almost crippling. So, uh, um, 100% crippling, um, taking the, the context into account. Um, yeah, Lynn will just start sobbing and just like crumple. Their their knees will give out and they'll just be like small, like really, really small. Um, you see, like their physical form essentially shrinks, and they're they're small and they're almost the size of a child just crying and sobbing cow what the fuck yeah what did you do back on the 
I I borrowed this from the library. I've not really known what it did. What? So. Are you? Did you write that? He 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 was pretending to be me. You so you. Uh, uh, Lynn, I are wasn't you okay? expecting it to emotionally cripple him entirely, but. I'm I will walk over and cast cure wounds on, on Lynn's hands. All right, that's that, um, just uh, that's enough to to cure their hand. Okay. Lynn, 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 it's okay. You're you're back with us now. And and, and you look and. And they look like up at you, and it's the face of a small child, but like the eyes are changing, and the nose is changing, and it's it's almost like looking at at every child you've ever seen, mm-hmm. just flashing across their face. Um, all different races and genders and that sort of thing. Um, just the look of a child completely lost. Um, I'm I'm gonna do unsettling word on Lynn. <laughs> so his next saving throws at a negative. Oh, only two. <laughs> what? That kind of sucks. <laughs> and now we cast modify memory. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. So I, he, I don't think he was going to accept me doing it after I did that without really knowing what I was doing. So I don't know if you take the saving throw or not. So it's up to you. <coughs> oh, 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 100%. 100% resist anything you're doing. Um, <laughs> so you have to be 20, effectively. On... On, on, on what 21. Kind? What's uh, no, sorry, saving? Wrong thing there. Uh, let me actually cast it. There we go. A 20 on... Is a wisdom safe. Oh, so... And, and that's... Okay, with the two. Okay, so I can do this on a 19 or a 18. Nope. Do not save. 17. Uh, he doesn't remember anything. As soon as he touched the statue, he just remembers nothing. Until now, where he's now, for some reason, crumpled up into a ball. And that's all he remembers of it. It is completely blanked out of his memory. And so uh, Lynn comes out of uh, their sobbing fit, remembering just grabbing the statue. Now they are in a form they weren't in before, sobbing on the floor. And coming out of that emotional state will end the episode. Thank you all for listening to Beholder's Eye, Volume 2, Episode 26, Accidental Trauma. Don't forget to give us a five-star review wherever you're listening to podcasts. That helps us out so, so much. And check out our website, beholderseyecast.com. We're going to take a slight detour next week, I believe, and hear a little bit more from Zalara and Margraine. So if you're missing them, make sure you stay in tuned. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Editing by Alexander Floyd. Music from filmmusic.io. Cold and Frightened by Stephen O'Brien. Minstrel Guild, Spyglass, Master of the Feast, The Pyre, Curse of the Scarab, and our story begins all by Kevin MacLeod. 
All music licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Licenses 4.0. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0. Filmmusic.io slash standard licenses.